to another episode of the Bye Bye Plastic Foundation podcast. Today we're speaking with Charlie Wolski. He's a scientific director in North America for Plastic Oceans International and he's also the host of Breaking It Down, the new YouTube series where he simplifies science in a fun and engaging way. We will walk you through the differences you can spot in everyday products end-of-life terminology. Biodegradable, compostable, recyclable. If you're still confused by what they all actually mean then this is the chat for you. Don't forget you can check us out on our website, byebyeplastic.life, and hope you enjoy the chat. Bye Bye Plastic. The journey to a plastic-free party. Uh, first off, I want to I wanna welcome you properly, Charlie, so that we're super happy to, to have you for this new episode that is done again in uh, collaboration with uh, Plastic Oceans International. Um, so, Charlie, you're the Director of Science North America for Plastic Oceans International. Uh, you also serve as the host of um, Break It Down, the new YouTube series uh, from Plastic Oceans in which you simplify science in a fun and engaging way which is everything we love. Um, do you want to tell a bit about, about yourself, what you're doing lately, your latest uh, studies a little bit? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, all that is spot on. Um, I'm currently getting my PhD in biology with a heavy focus on plastic pollution and microplastic pollution. And that, that involves studying, you know, the, the effects of plastic both in the environment, in animals and us, and, uh, and chart, using that to help kind of find more, uh, sustainable alternatives, you know, in doing so. And, yep, proud proud to support Plastic Oceans. We've been working on disseminating science for some time and, you know, getting educational materials ready, doing a lot of talks at schools and local outreach. So it's it's been a fun journey, and these are certainly interesting times, but, you know, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to speak with you and, and carry the conversation on. Exactly, and walk people through... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's really for for you guys to understand a little bit more what are those different products you can uh, encounter um, here and there, a bit you know, in your life at the supermarket, uh, any 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 shop. Uh, we've got KMH KMH uh, KMH touches asking if it's going to be about PLA versus PHA. Yes, it's going to be. This is part of it. It's part of this family that we're going to uh, uncover. Absolutely. Uh, but we're going to discover that this this word is 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 a, even a little bit wider than this. So uh, that's why we can walk you through uh, step by step, and uh, for you to to really understand properly. So so yeah, getting right into it. Um, asking the first question: What bioplastic actually means, Charles? Yeah, what good. can we answer to this? It's a good question. So so I think what what the hope was when creating the word was to take, was looking at plastic and how its, its characteristics, you know, uh, make it what it is. So plastic, in essence, is something that lasts for a really long time. It's very inexpensive. It's made from fossil fuels. And uh, because of those traits, it's, it's good at what it does. And it, it can be re relatively inexpensive. So I think uh, scientists and researchers started looking at that and saying, okay, well, let's Let's try to mimic those characteristics, but using, you know, more sustainable materials. And so 
They, they looked for other places that they could tap into and then create something that would be as long-lasting, that would be as cheap, uh, that would kind of replicate the, the conventional plastics that were out there. And this is a, it, it's a word that's it's a little bit scary, it's a little bit optimistic, it's, it's, it, it, it's very big, it's a big umbrella term because we don't know necessarily really specifics when it comes to what bioplastics are made out of or if they're going to replicate plastics so well that they end up in the environment for a really long time. Exactly, yeah, they're the takeout, and what we're going to explain to you guys today is that, well, bio, bioplastic is, is, a, is a family, actually. It's not one type of new plastics, it's a, it's a whole family. And um, yeah, at the moment, there's no really international agreement that's covering uh, the, the, the term and securing the term. Um, so there's lots of new, there's lots of innovations coming up. Uh, there's more and more promising ones. Um, but yeah, there's still this, um, we still need to get to that um, um, standardization and agreement so that uh, we make sure um, that the, the term is really uh, well used and we get it uh, we use it for the best products uh, the ones that are the most the safest for our environments that's what we want to get towards right so legislation is catching up but it's a pretty new sector um, and and yet yeah, so this family we're gonna we're gonna unravel it uh, one by one and we actually made a super um, um, visual graph uh, for you guys to look at so if you if you take your computer go to um, our um, Instagram again you probably saw it so in the announce of the post today we put this um, the second image is a graph that will actually walk you uh, through today so it has five, uh, four spaces and it helps you understand um, where all the bioplastics are compared to uh, the conventional plastics as well. Um, so yeah, now that we understand that bioplastics is, is plural, it's this big family, um, then there's this, uh, there's this axis in this graph that shows that it can be, it can become, um, it can be made out of pretty extreme things, right Charles? Yeah. That from biodegradable to not biodegradable, mm -hmm. and from fossil fuel based to bio based. So that's pretty. That's pretty extreme, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So if you have something that's biological, the, the opportunities for it to be taken into the environment if it's improperly disposed of, it, it, it's really high, right? So there's a good chance that there's a lot of bioavailable material that that microorganisms can take advantage of that. But there are some bioplastics that are still fossil fuel based. And, and to me, exactly. what that says is, yeah, it's going to replicate plastic so well, it'll end up being plastic. And um, the, the, the kind of scary thing about this is that we, we automatic, our brains automatically go to what happens to this material in the environment. So we're already assuming it's going to be littered. And I think that's kind of the first issue with all of this is that, you know, it's even when I cut the rings like of a six pack can, why I'm cutting the rings under the impression that it's going to end up in the environment. And some reason I'm like, good, good. If this ends up in the environment, it won't, you know, entangle a sea turtle or a bird. But then in my mind, it's like, why is this even going in the environment to begin with? Why aren't we thinking about ways to repurpose or reuse it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's, that's double. And that's what's in, in this, um, in this mindset, right, is we need to change the, 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 the way we approach the products, reusing them, making sure, and making sure that we have ways to 
recycle them purely, that is putting them back into the right circle. And we need to make sure that those products are not made from non-renewable material in the first place, from non-fossil fuel. Um, and so um, that's, that's where we're evolving. Um, that's where, that's what we are here for as well as bioplastic, as Plastic Ocean to also teach and, and uh, help this single-use culture disappear as well. Uh, that's the cool thing. And, um, and yeah, and there's, there's some really great uh, hopes in there in, the, in those new innovations. Um, so if we check out this, uh, this graph again, um, we have on the bottom left, we have the conventional plastics. So the ones we, we all know, we all know guys, right? Uh, which are the fossil fuel based and they're not biodegradable. Um, so the conventional plastics, we, we went over it um, in a previous live stream, uh, the different codes, etc. It can be PE, PP, all of those, all of those we know. Um, and, and then uh, going clockwise, we move on to a pretty interesting new category. Uh, these are bioplastics that are bio-based, so they are made from fossil fuel resources, um, but they're not biodegradable. Um, like that's gonna, and they're called uh, the same thing as the regular fossil fuel plastics, right? Bio-PE, PT, PTT, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yep. So these are made, um, what would they be made uh, out of typically? Do you, do you know, Charles? So if, it, again, we, we don't, like, as you said meant earlier, we don't really have a conventional method to follow when it comes to this term. So, so while we do have these, these plastics that are considered biodegradable, we have to break this down from the beginning. So we have to start with, okay, sure, maybe it is a bioplastic. What is it made out of? If it's made out of something that's reusable, that's sustainable, that's going to degrade in the environment, then, then we're, we're moving forward in a positive direction. But we, we, I think, you know, there's, there's at least one of those plastics on the chart that, that's derived from fossil fuels. So that's kind of already not, it's kind of already eliminated mm -hmm. itself as a bioplastic. Mm -hmm. Then if we're assuming mm -hmm. that it is made from something good and it is going to biodegrade, okay, then, then that biodegrade word is going to have an asterisk by it. And that asterisk is yeah. going to mean under what conditions and, and what amount of time. Because yeah. if it's under a yeah. certain, this one, you know, really unique kind of system with a really high temperature, you know, over a long period of time, then sure, it will break down. But is it likely, you know, then we have to kind of look at how likely that is and how quickly that is. And will it actually break down in the natural? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we had a very interesting uh, question in our post actually about uh, from uh, I Travel Chick um, sure. about this, like, do bioplastics break down into microplastics and could be harmful um, in any way uh, in the environment? So this is this is um, what's interesting in the in this question, what you are talking about. It's, it depends the, the type of bioplastic that is going to be so we have to look into look into what it's made out of and the actual composition. And um, I think one, one, good, um, one good parallel to uh, make to understand this quite uh, well is to move to the next area of the chart. So we're now top right into bioplastics that are bio-based and that are biodegradable. Now we're going to get into what conditions. And the good parallel to do is the PLA 
versus the PHA. So the PLA guys, this is what um, you might have, uh, might very well have encountered. Uh, those are this typically the very plastic-like uh, single-use cup uh, that's going to have a green leaf and says, "I'm made from nature. I'm a, I'm compostable. I can be degraded." Um, so there's like now there's PLA uh, plastic bags, um, uh, PLA cups and the leads. Uh, there's PLA uh, water bottles as well. Um, so typically, this is made out of uh, corn. And um, so this is made for, from a renewable resource, biobase, all great. And then it says that it is compo uh, compostable, um, so biodegradable. But Charlie, do you want to walk us through what this actually means in the environment? Yeah, absolutely. The difference? So, yeah, yeah, and this is something that I, I saw before I really learned a lot about it. You know, I would be out. I went to a store to get food before, you know, the pandemic and... I remember looking at this cup and seeing that PLA plant-based and having the leaf on there and think, and, and I, I remember thinking that this was yeah. a pretty positive sign, but I felt it and I squeezed it and this, this is plastic to me. And, and so you're exactly right with, with the, how it's put together. It is, it is biodegradable, meaning it can break down under certain circumstances, but we're talking high temperatures. We're talking really specific circumstances. And if those if those aren't met, it's it's not going to degrade. It's going to you know end up being resilient for a pretty long time. And that question you mentioned earlier was actually really important because if something breaks down, does that mean it's fragmenting into smaller pieces, or does that mean that it's biologically available to the ecosystem, meaning there's fuel for microorganisms to come in and take advantage of? And those are two completely different things. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I really took the PLA versus PHA example, where because, yeah, PLA is really made so that it's made through a certain chemical process and it's made to replicate plastic. Um, so there's a moment where it becomes plastic. So, um, yes, it can completely uh, be composted in industrial facilities. This this is possible, but it's it's not going to biodegrade safely in the ocean, etc. Um, and so the difference with with the exciting part. Now we're getting into the exciting part. Yeah, lamas naga greenwashing exactly, and that's what we're trying to that that's what we're trying to 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 break down and explain about uh, over here. Because unfortunately, there's there's still quite a bit of this. Um, so it's about all of us to ask questions. Um, you know, get curious, ask questions. How does this come in? Where does it come from? How does it degrade? What more? And, and yeah, and once we get curious, we can really all understand much more and, and, and get to find the right um, alternatives because they, they do exist. Um, so, 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 yeah, indeed, the PHA, uh, that this is made from the first place from bacteria. Mm -hmm. So the, the difference is that uh, once if left into the environment, this is bacteria that is, as you said, uh, becomes available to the environment that it is um, left into, right? Correct. Um, so that's a very big, uh, very big difference. So PHA, uh, once again, biodegradable, bio-based uh, from bacteria. Imagine, guys, this is this is crazy. Like this is a real future. We wouldn't 
have imagined 10 years ago that we could create this and have this available to, to, to the market. Um, it's also funny to think like, I really wonder what you guys um, think over here uh, when you think about the idea, oh, like uh, I'm drinking out of a cup that's a plastic, that's pure plastic, that's made out of bacteria. Like how future forward is this? It's, it's to me, it's really, really um, exciting to, to think about this and to think how much we still have to learn from the very ecosystem that we live in and that, that we actually want to preserve there. It's teaching us everything. It, it has everything available. We just need to listen to it more, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, I, I want to preface this by saying I, I think that moving in the direction of, of bio-based plastics is a really positive thing. And even if some of them, you know, have these negatives, we still, you know, nothing is easy. You can't go from plastic to biological plastic, you know, in one step. It's going to take a transition. So I applaud the efforts of these groups that are, that are working on this. And I know that in time, it's going to, you know, I think we're going to have some really amazing alternatives. Uh, the, 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 you know, the obstacle then for, for plastics like, you know, PHA, is we have to get it to scale. We have to get it to be able to replicate, you know, the cost and the ability to put it out in high amounts. And, and I think that once we get there, it's going to be a really positive thing. And uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's looking great. And the fact that we've got a variety of, of groups that are working on this, I think is really, really awesome. And I think in no time we'll, we'll get there, you know, slowly we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, KMH touches, we can simply, simply demand the change from the manufacturer. Absolutely. As uh, you were here during the, the live with Matthew, right? Uh, this yes. is something we talked a lot about. We all have, uh, we all have our part in the responsibility and as consumer, we have a choice. We have a choice um, and a responsibility in there as much as the manufacturer does have a responsibility as well. And we, we should keep pushing for this, uh, voice ourselves, voice our preferences, uh, because in the end, um, yeah, they still want to sell their products. So mm -hmm. if there's no one else to, to buy their products, um, they, they will have to change and yeah, keep pushing, keep saying these innovations are here. Um, the alternatives are here and available. Can you please use this? Can you please use that? Um, and that's, that's how um, all together we create the bigger waves uh, that, we're, that we're on already. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a powerful message. And even social media, I, if I've gone to, you know, before all this stuff went down the pandemic, if I go to the store and see that there was like a cucumber wrapped in plastic, then I would just take a picture and I would use social media to basically bring it to the attention of a big grocery store and just say, is it possible to have this item without plastic? And, and most of the time they listen, surprisingly, and, and they're able to make those changes. So if, if we can continue to kind of politely say, you know, can you carry this item or can you have this item that has less plastic, you know, eventually it'll catch on more. And, and, and we're already trending in that direction. So use your voice. It, it carries a lot of weight. And continue this, yeah. you know, this transition away from, especially these single-use plastics. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I always used to like, like, like the example of the the hotel as well. Like, you know, like just if you find a find, um, you used to find those plastic wrapped plastic cups in the bathrooms all the time, and it was, yeah, it's so crazy. And like the last time, there's so many people who voiced it. You just go to the reception, like, hey, I just I don't understand. I don't want to use this. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so many stories of hotels and like now full hotel chains are, are changing their 
the mm-hmm. habits completely, completely. So that's uh, super positive, super positive to see. And yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe in five years there will be reusable PHA cups. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, we're trending in the direction. I mean, things right now have kind of hit the pause button. Uh, but uh, I think over the next five years, five to 10 years, we're going to see this wave of, you know, more sustainable products take over. And, and as long as we support yeah. them and, you know, we, we work with, with, with as many people as we can to continue that trend, you know, that's, that's a really positive thing. And uh, I, I'm excited to see what, what the future holds. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Me too. I'm actually uh, really curious to, to hear you guys, our viewers, like how, how would you feel? How does it make you feel a, pH, a PHA cup, a cup made out of bacteria? Uh, what's the first thought on your, on your brain, on your mind? Uh, what's the second thought? Uh, really, what's the, what's the future forward thought in there? Um, tell, us, tell us what you think. And in the meantime, um, we're going to move to the fourth space of our uh, graph. Uh, so that's the bottom uh, right. And these are bioplastics that are biodegradable, uh, but are fossil fuel based. So we have PBAT, PCL in there. Can you talk a bit about about this, Charlie? Yeah, sure. So these these are going to be, again, biodegradable under certain circumstances. And I know that you're going to have a conversation coming up about the word biodegradable, so I'm not going to spoil that too much but yeah uh this this is going to mean that sure while while it can replicate plastic while it has those characteristics to be fairly resilient to weathering and it, it's you know it can be relatively inexpensive the the fuel source or you know the what we're using to put this together is still so resilient that it's probably not going to break down and, and it might be biodegradable or it might be able to break down under really specific circumstances uh so mm-hmm. again this yeah. is this is a, it's a, it's a move in the right direction because we're considering what's going to happen to this stuff if it ends up in the environment, but it might be such a bioplastic that it's not going to, you know, break down under a short amount of time and it, and it probably will linger in the environment for, for a pretty long time. Cool. And I have one question for you, actually, like, is this, um, I hear, I hear the term, uh, so degradable there's i don't know if you guys have have searched and found this as well in the internet also degra- degradable so that's those are plastics that are uh that have an additive that will make it so that it degrades in the environment so that basically manufacturer plastic manufacturers could keep on producing plastic and saying oh yeah that's fine it's just gonna degrade in the environment are the of uh, also can be found in this bioplastic family. Can you have those fossil fuel bioplastics that have oxo-degradable additives? Yeah, oxo-degradable KMH uh, touches. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really yeah. good point because it's still, again, this, this needs clarity. We need, we need certain standards for this to apply to. So I, I would first want to know, okay, sure, yeah, it's going to maybe break down, but break down into what? And what, what microorganisms are going to be utilizing it as a fuel source? And, and to what percent will it actually disappear in the environment? Like, is it 100% biodegradable? Within what amount of time? And, and if, if you're telling me something is fossil fuel-based, automatically I'm going to think it's going to last a long time because that's what it's meant to do. So it might have components, you know, of the polymer chain that are, you know, that can, are accessible to microorganisms, but, but what, what fraction? 
because in essence, fossil fuels aren't going to be, you know, that, that biologically available. So there's a lot of questions still I have about materials like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's super interesting what you were, what you were saying. It's like, cause but since bio, uh, since plastics is a polymer, it's like chains of molecules that are put together. And so what's important, what you're saying is important is that the base, um, there's several things, of course, but then the, the base need to be bio-based and for, from um, a material that is going to be um, available in the environment so that the environment can break it, really process it, basically. The mm -hmm. earth and the ocean can process it. And of course, yeah, fossil fuel, even if it's made to break down into some oil or fossil fuel material, it's it's not meant to be like left in the ocean and and, uh, and yeah, absorbed and processed, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, but we, I, I think biodegradable is like a banana peel, right? So if I if I leave that in the <laughs> environment for a long time, yeah, it's going to brown, and, and then you know microorganisms are going to move in and start breaking it down and producing other nutrients based on that, and and eventually it'll it'll disappear. So just just because something can, I mean, technically, you can throw all of the the more conventional plastics in the environment. And, and pot, you know, over time, weathering processes will probably break it down to a certain extent. So it, you could say that it's biodegradable. So that term really needs, we need to revisit that. And we need to yeah. question things and say, how long and under what circumstances is this biodegradable? Yeah, and we'll have a full live stream session about this next week, walking you guys through, uh, through this term, biodegradable and compostable. What's the difference? How, how do you navigate this? Because um, as we've seen today, um, this is this is part of a pretty wide um, yeah uh, realm as well, right? So uh, so we're giving you guys all the tools so that you can really understand for yourself and and make the choices for yourself as well. Mm. And um, what did I want to say? So okay, so we went we rounded the we rounded our little map. So we've got these four areas covered. The conventional plastics that are fossil fuel based, not biodegradable. We've got bioplastics that are bio based but not biodegradable. So they are really like they're they're meant to be like regular plastics. They're just made from a, a non fossil fuel source. You've got a different area that is bio based and biodegradable. Uh, in there you have the PLA, so the cornstarch that you guys know about um, that is then only compostable in industrial facilities. Um, and you've got the exciting PHA made out of bacteria. Um, and then biodegradable and fossil fuel based. So really just made so that it can break down faster in the environment, but unfortunately, we don't know under, under which circumstances and what they leave behind, basically. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you hit pretty much all of them there. And the, the the one other thing I you know I think about with these types of plastics is we we do you know we're not efficient at recycling plastic. It's it's not you know it's something that we need to improve upon. It's it's very hard to do. It's it's a little bit more costly relative to making new plastic. It's something that, you know, we, we, it's a false sense of security with us. And, and when we come up with these new plastics, I do worry, are we, you know, confusing the whole recycling industry by creating all of these new materials that they might not be able to, 
than recycle because there's there's all these polymer blends now too i think that's one thing we forgot to mention is one thing that the industries are doing is they're taking these more resilient plastics and they're adding something that's a little bit more biologically available and so then it, you're increasing the amount of of that material that can degrade that's fine but that's that's only you know a certain amount that can degrade you're still leaving behind quite a bit that can't and 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 so with the recycling capacity with that pretty much goes out the window and it's so it's, it's a complicated issue you know i'm glad we're working on it but it's very complicated absolutely absolutely but we're yeah as you said we're we're working on it and it's about working on it collectively um know and getting the knowledge collectively so that we can make the right choices and always looking into uh yeah what is the most uh, what makes the most sense for our earth and of course it will never make any sense to leave items in the environment in the landfill dispose uh, that will never make any sense to just throw out big piles of plastic no matter like how bio-based they are if they don't if they don't suit to the environment and that's 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 basically the bottom line and that's that's what we're creating this big wave of change uh, towards I think that's uh, the very positive uh, take out of this we mm-hmm. we had one question on uh, one more question on um, our instagram um, which uh, which is uh, special for you charlie you're gonna yes. love this one can't wait um um uh, the steamer lauren uh i read about the news uh in the news about the ocean floor and deep sea trenches being covered with microplastics how can we go about reversing this yeah, that's a, it's a super good question. So we, we know microplastics come from two places. They're either um, intentionally created to be small, like they were with face washes when we had the exfoliants that were made out of microbeads, or they're the result of larger plastics over time being fragmented into these small pieces. And, you know, based on the amount of plastic that's being produced, we can probably assume that the majority of these are coming from bigger plastics that are being broken down over time. So, so really stopping microplastics starts with stopping plastic use in general, especially single-use plastic. And these are plastics that I see in my research all the time, all the time. And, and um, the, one, the one thing I, I can say about this is the, the kind of new wave of microplastics has been microfibers. And, and recently in my own research, whether it's, uh, I think, 3,000 3, meters below the ocean, we were finding microfibers. I found them uh, on an island uh, within the stomachs of birds that, that had no contact with humans. And these are coming from clothing that's made out of like polyester and nylon, uh, get plastic material. And, and so when we kind of reduce the amount of plastic we're using, to reduce the amount of plastic we're wearing, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a huge decrease in plastic in the oceans. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So also that's very good point. Very good point. Focusing on the clothing as well. The fashion industry is another big, big, uh, focus area um and yeah so watch where you buy watch what you buy yeah and which clothes you're wearing yeah it's it's a, it's crazy to think about because when you look at your dryer you know and you take out the dryer lint there's a lot of material in there and that's that's the second stage of the process the first stage of the process is just that gray water that's being used and you can imagine how many fibers are shed in the wash so if we're wearing a lot of nylon if we're wearing a lot of polyester that's that's just going right into the gray water, right through wastewater treatment plants and and whatever ecosystem or or part of the world lies beyond. Yeah, you should not think that these were microfibers that you would find in the in the dryer. Uh, yeah, when you yeah, yeah I, this this was mind blowing for me. So. Yeah, I, I work with a group that had a remotely operated vehicle that literally went a thousand meters below the ocean and sampled and filtered the water. 
and we found microfibers. And then we look at the surrounding organisms and look at their stomachs and we found those same microfibers. So really it's, it's not only ending up in the ocean, but it's going in the stomachs of these, these organisms like crabs and then moving up the food chain and concentrating as they go. So it's a pretty scary new thing. Exactly. It's, it's the triggering back up. So yes, KMH touches, don't, don't buy microfiber anything. That can basically be a, a good <laughs> bottom line. And to, uh, to answer your, your other question, uh, so again, PHA is currently the most superior alternative to plastic, correct? Um, yeah, we can say that in the state of things, uh, definitely PHA is the most promising uh, bioplastic alternative because it is truly made uh, it's made from bacteria, so it's going to be able to be eaten uh, by the bacteria that surround ourselves in the environment. So that's the very that's the one bioplastic that actually can um, have the three types of of end of life uh, that we want. It can be recycled, it can be composted in the industrial composters, and it can be biodegraded. That means it can be really eaten and processed by the by the environment. Mm -hmm. line. Yeah. yeah, we just got to, we got to keep working on this and researching it so we can get it up to that scale. You know, we got to be able to pitch this to the plastic industry and say, you know, yeah. we've got this new material without putting you all out of, out of work because all these people are obviously they have jobs, but be able to pitch this and say, this is a new material that we can use and, and you can take <laughs> advantage of it and yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly. But this can be done, right? Because like, look at this petro chemicals industry they they have the resources to to transition as well yeah they do <laughs> be great they could be leaders in there <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's, we, that's my number one like collaborative opportunity <laughs> this the second they reach out i'm gonna sit down at the table we're gonna work something out <laughs> yes so that's the that's the bucket list yeah absolutely yeah anytime i have a chance to be able to collaborate that's that's what this is all about the the more that we just point and yell and scream and say someone's bad the least likely they are to be able to work with us and collaborate with us so i'm always i, I you know i always think about it as a table with chairs and then let's all sit down and, and work through you know an opportunity for everyone to be able to not only profit but benefit the environment benefit society and i'm all about collaborating these days let's you know let's sit down and have a conversation Exactly. It's all about the collaboration, bringing the future forward. That's yeah. what we're about. Yep, 100%. Absolutely. I agree. Thank you so much, Charlie. This was super, super interesting. I'm super happy that we managed to break down this big bioplastics family all together um, and really understand what they are all made. Uh, to, uh, to remind you again, guys, um, the chart, the visual is available on the announcement post of the live. So you can find this again and check it out again to, to really understand. You'll find those four areas uh, listed over there. Um, you can reach out to Plastic Oceans and to Charlie if you want to know more about microplastics Anytime. and the new PhD study that is coming up. Anytime. And if you like the content and want to keep uh, keep um, motivating us uh, doing this, uh, putting this work together, you can uh, reach out uh, and um, check, check out our website, donate to help spread the Plastic Free Party movement. Um, and of course, we'll be back next week no problem i travel chick uh, for asking your question we're we're here for that that's exactly what we're here for so keep them coming uh, keep them coming next week we'll be back biodegradability compostability checking all this out breaking it all down for you guys and check also check charlie's video uh on youtube 
uh, break it, breaking it down, correct? Correct. Yeah, breaking it down. And we take a lot of fun, sciencey things and present them in really interesting and funny ways. So we talk a lot about uh, killer whales, plastic pollution, pizza, cats, all sorts of random topics that make science fun. And so, yeah, check it out. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. Maybe give us a cheeky five stars and check us out at www.byebyplastic.life. You'll be able to find everything about what we do and scout through lots of valuable info no matter where you are along your plastic-free journey. You can also find out about some plastic-free tips and products you're missing out on. If you love what we're doing and like to support us, you can donate via the website. Thanks so much again and see you soon. Bye bye plastic. The journey to a plastic free party.